This is Cody Cast, the Cody Allen CMT Podcast. Mr. Hardy. Mr. Hardy. Yo. What up? Michael Wilson Hardy. Is this you? <laughs> yeah, this is this is he. I'm he. <laughs> Why go by Hardy? Let's start there because a lot of people may not understand that. Not that Michael Hardy wouldn't be great, but wh- have you always been called just Hardy? Yeah, it was kind of a mix. Like, um, I, I, most people that I worked with, uh, it became a thing after I moved to Nashville, but like most people just called me Hardy. It just became a thing. It's, I guess it's one of those last names uh, in a way that just is a thing. I don't know. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, it's it, working for you. Yeah, I guess so. When it when it came time to kind of make that decision, somebody at Big Loud suggested like, "Hey, what if you just went by Hardy? Everybody calls you that anyways." And and I just you know I thought about it and I was like, "Man, I, I love that idea. I think it's cool." Uh, you are either in a car right now or in a location with a really good air conditioning system. I can hear both. Oh, uh, let me uh, let me turn it off. <laughs> no, I'm it's sorry. fine. Keep it on. It's too hot to turn off the AC today. I turned it down at least. I am. I'm in a car. I'm okay. driving down the road. Is that, can you hear me okay, though? Yeah. What kind of car do you have? What do you drive? Because you're a mega songwriter as well. You're, you're raking in the money right now. So I got to imagine you're... I'm, <laughs> I'm thinking Mercedes, like a G-Wagon. Am I close? Oh, no. Come on, man. I'm too redneck for that. <laughs> Is it a, tr- um, a truck? Yeah. I, I bought... When up, down, and like half of Simple, when that ship rolled in, I... I, I called my business manager and i said dude i've never owned a brand new vehicle in my life can i go buy a truck and he said yeah and so i went and got uh a 20 2018 ford f-150 king ranch yeah i've made a few modifications to it nothing crazy i'm not like super flashy but it's it's sharp as they say it's a sharp i love it so what was the crappiest vehicle you ever remember driving well by by the end of my uh truck before this one it was a 2006 or 2004 silverado and none of the speakers worked uh the something about the ac didn't work like it would blow air but it wouldn't blow cold air Mm. so i think by the end of it that was by far the worst because it was in really bad shape by the time i got this truck i got a hand-me-down as my first car uh it was a toyota corolla and it was when like rust was like a color that was stylish in cars. It was like a brown, ugly brown oh, yeah. rust Toyota Corolla. <laughs> but you know, when you yeah. get that first car, you don't even care what it is. I was just no, happy to no have way. wheels. You know what I mean? Yeah. Let's talk about one beer. Tell me where this song came from because it's a story about a baby and it's one that many people have lived, but few actually talk about. So I love sort of the honesty of this song. How'd you come up with it? Um, <clears throat> you know, I had the title. Excuse me. I had the title One Beer. <clears throat> oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. Um it's probably the air the conditioning. It's just like blowing yeah, right in your face. Yeah, it's the lack of it's yeah. the lack of air conditioning cuz I turned it down. <clears throat> That's my fault. I, uh, get it get it pumping again. I like you better when oh, you're good. fully fully air conditioned. I like Hardy. I, I like my Hardy to be cool. What I did is I turned it to max low so that I get the coolness but I don't get enough of the blowing air. It's word word Stevens out. Um so I had this title, One Beer, uh, in my phone for, like, ever. And it, I think at one point it was One More Beer. And I, like, went in there and I changed it to One Beer. And I wanted to write a title called One Beer. And it's such a generic title that I just kept looking at it every time I would write. And I kept looking at it and I kept looking at it. And I was just like, man, I just don't want to write, like, the regular 
one beer. Like I just, it's so predictable. And, and so I just kind of started brainstorming on like a story a little bit, like what could I do, you know, that's different. And um, I was listening to a John Prine song called six o'clock news. And it's basically this long elaborate story about this guy but the chorus is like, it's really simple, but the, the verses kind of are this elaborate, like, like chronological story about this guy. And it, it really inspired me to write like a story, but make the chorus kind of about a simple thing. And that's, that's kind of where it started from. So I just thought about something that I hadn't really ever written about was like, you know, um, not underage, but like pre responsibility age people, mm having a making a baby and and so that's just kind of what i went with that's kind of where it started yeah it's so real so raw um lauren elena devin dawson sing with you on this one and why'd you pick those two um you know they just fit you know this was obviously one beer was on hicks tape so this was a while back but they first they were friends of mine and like i don't know you know this like they just fit the thing for some reason. Like the subject matter was like a serious thing. And that's kind of Devin's thing, you know, um, of course with like, you know, everything is black and white and like, like, you know, his, his subject matters can be a little serious, which I, I really like. And, and so that fit him. And, and um, I don't know, it's something about like, I'm from a small town and, 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 you know, the people getting like pregnant was like, for me, it was like big deal, like small town drama. And for some reason, I, I knew that Lauren was like a like a small town girl and just a good old girl. And it just I don't know, it just that whole aesthetic. She was just the first person I, that I thought of. I, I like I knew that she was also familiar with this subject matter. You know what I mean? We're, she and I are cut from the same cloth. And and um, I just knew that it would be something that she would be familiar with and she could really sing yeah. with emotion, you know? Yeah, she wails on that one, which I love when she comes in. Oh, things thought it was some alcohol. Yeah, um, yeah, absolutely. When does she not wail, though? I She's mean, such a great singer. I tell her all the time, like, you're one of our top five female vocalists. I always think, like, she can just sing anything and make it sound great. Um, the new project, A Rock, uh, coming soon. So what's the title? What does it mean? And tell me a little about the new music. The song itself, it's an interesting life perspective song. Uh, God, it's crazy. It's a crazy little quirky thought that I had driving down the road of like an actual rock plays such a huge part in like your life in random ways. Like your, your uh, you know, like engagement rings and like your tombstone and like hmm. the roads you drive on. And like there's so many times where like an actual rock or rocks play a huge part in your life and it was just this weird little thought that i had and 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 i i wrote it down because i was like that could be a song if it's written the right way and so we basically wrote it where like it's the journey of someone's life and you're using a rock as like a device to uh to um as an example of like certain milestones in someone's life and i know that that's crazy and you kind of just have to hear the song to understand it but but it talks about your tombstone. It talks about, you know, wedding rings. And when you're a kid, the only thing you're thinking about is just how far you can skip a rock. And like, there's just a lot of different examples of a rock. And and I made it the album title just because the, the song itself is just a lot of life in one song. And, and the whole record is, is uh, a lot of life in the whole record. And it's a really good synopsis of kind of what you just listened to. We slapped it at the very end of the record because it's a very reflective kind of sounding song. And yeah. 
Yeah. And why did it make sense for the title of the whole project to be called that? Um, again, you know, I think it just was a good synopsis of everything, but also it, the record sounds kind of like a rock record. I mean, it, it's kind of my style and, and, um, mm -hmm. you know, I, I think that the cheekiness of that, it, it, it fit, you know, there's a lot of stuff that really does sound like a rock record. And, and, um, aside from the fact that, that it sums up the record, I do think that that's definitely part of it was just that it sounds like rock and roll. You, uh, mentioned to Devin Dawson we talked about him a second ago uh, song of the year again um, you're up for God's Country at the ACM Awards so what do you remember about writing that one with Devin and then tell me about Blake recording it um well the writing process was like super easy and it was it was we were all really eager to write because it was me and Devin and Jordan Schmidt it was our first write of the year hmm. um so we were all like ready to go. You know what I mean? We, we hadn't, we, we, everybody usually takes a break over Christmas and we had all gone like two or three weeks without writing a song. And so we had ideas and we had just melody. We had everything kind of in the arsenal ready to go. And um, so, yeah, I mean, it was just easy. I threw out the idea and everybody was just throwing out lines and it was just a really easy ride. It was, it, 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 we wrote it in like an hour and I made the joke. I was like, all right, I'll cut this song, but unless like somebody like Blake Shelton cuts it within a week, <laughs> right? And that's exactly what happened. So um, Blake got a hold of it, and then did you have any say after that? For those of us fans listening who may not know how the process works, um, so someone can hear a song like a big star like Blake and say, "Hey, I want to record that," and then they they get it, and it's kind of theirs then, right? Yeah, I mean, I had a say, and my say was absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I had never had a Blake cut or I, I maybe had had a few that he had cut that hadn't been released yet. But, um, but, uh, I mean, he seemed when we got word back that he was like, he loves it. He wants to single this right now. We were like, well, yeah, hell yeah, please do that. And, um, yeah, I mean, there was no question at all that I was so excited to hear that, that I wasn't even thinking about myself at all. And I think that if, if, if I would have released it, I don't think it would have had the same impact. I think it was kind of something so different for Blake and something really fresh for him that that shock value and that like just the different kind of sound that he was going for there helped make that song be as big as it is. And I, I'm, I'm, I really think I made the right decision for letting him have it uh, because I really think that that was the difference is that it was so different for him that it, people really reacted to it. Yeah. You're also up for a songwriter of the year, and it's true that you, you have a degree in songwriting, right? <laughs> that is correct. <laughs> Which sounds crazy to me. How did that happen, and why did you pursue songwriting as, a, as your college degree? So when I decided to move up here uh, from Mississippi, I, that was like my parents were like, you, you need to go to college at least, try to. And I was like, okay. And so I found out that I didn't have good enough grades to get into Belmont like my sister, but I found out that um, that Middle Tennessee State University had a, a songwriting major. And so I just went for it. And, um, you know, honestly, there was only like two classes on like the craft. And I've, I've always been a firm believer in like, you can't really teach somebody that if they have like a poetic voice, it's just something that they have, you know? Yeah. Um, so I feel like that class, sorry if anybody that, that taught me is listening, but uh, I felt like that was a little bit kind of useless, but what I really, really, because, only because I feel like your craft is something you, you have to do on your own and figure out on your own and really develop on your own. And like, 
you know, everybody knows that you're supposed to rhyme the end of the verse and that the chorus comes after the verse and all that. But um, I learned a lot about the industry, um, you know, and how publishing works and even how record deals work and stuff like that. So it really did help my knowledge of um, of how the industry worked, which was a really good like sort of crash course for um, when I then, you know, actually got involved in the industry, I could somewhat speak the language and I was already familiar with that stuff. So it really helped in that in that way. Have you ever had an unusual like song idea pop in your head? Like what's been the most unusual way that's happened or maybe the strangest location where you've got an idea and you're like, it's just odd. <laughs> Anything like that? Um, yeah, I, you know, kind of, uh, I don't know if this is really unusual, but Callie, my girlfriend and I were in, um, we were in Clearwater beach, Florida on vacation one time. And we're, we're all, you know, we're like best friends. So we're always like picking at each other and just saying funny stuff. And I just said, well, fine, then I don't want to be your boyfriend anymore. And she was like, well, that better mean because you want to be my husband. And so that became the idea for the song I just put out called Boyfriend. And it was like out of the blue. And instead of me being like, oh, of course, babe, I looked at her and I was like, oh, my God, that's such a good song idea. <laughs> um, so that's a, that's a good one that comes to mind for yeah. sure. Well, I hope I get to see you soon. And next time, I think the last time I saw you may have been California where we were in like a golf cart handing out a lot more than one, oh, one yeah. beer to a bunch of festival people. Uh, yeah, we were handing out the peanut butter shots. <laughs> That's right. Oh, yeah, the peanut butter shot. I forgot about those. And there I was like a lot a, of those that day. There was like a Yeti or something we held over our heads for I, no apparent reason, I don't think. Yes, but, dude. Yes, that was. I, I miss those times, don't you? Me too. Absolutely, uh, man. I really do. All right. Well, hope to see you soon. Thanks for the time today. Get, turn the AC back on full blast, and we'll uh, <laughs> we'll catch you soon, dude. Take care. All right. Thanks, Cody. Good to talk. Thanks for listening to Cody Cast. Follow Cody right now at Cody Allen on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Hear Cody on hundreds of radio stations every day, and watch Cody on Hot 20 this weekend, Saturday and Sunday at 9 a.m. 8 Central on CMT. Bye for now.